104.7 The Cave. KKLH, Marshfield, Springfield. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Touchdown, Kansas City! Now, it's time for Ned Talk. Yes, it is. We are back in the studio for another round of Ned Talk. I am Joe Weston, joined as always by Ned Reynolds. Ned, how are you today? Doing just great, thank you. It is a beautiful day in the Ozarks and always beautiful when the Chiefs are about oh, to play. Oh, absolutely fabulous. <laughs> and we're joined in the studio today by our resident Chiefs fanatic, Mike the Inter. Mike, how are you? Hola, senor. Yeah, so Chiefs off to a great start last week. Hell yeah. Let's talk about the game. I really thought the Texans would give them a, a better battle than what they did. But they, uh, I, you know, we talked about this last week in the show that the Texans had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Ned, what were your thoughts on that? Well, the, the score is very misleading. It should have been about 34 to 7. It was garbage time at the end of the game. And Houston picked up those, you know, the extra points. Houston's not all that bad a team. I think the fact is that Kansas City is that good a team. That was really a, a coasting performance on Kansas City's part. They dominated virtually every aspect of it, although Houston was in the lead. <laughs> they were in the lead last year, too, 24-0, and that didn't last. So I think probably you saw a vintage Kansas City Chiefs performance. I think probably what opened most eyes was that here there are no preseason games, and Kansas City looks at midseason form. And one of the reasons for that, of course, it is a veteran team accustomed to Andy Reid's scheme of things, and they were able to come out and, and you know just play the way they had been. Houston's also a veteran team, but they were missing some key individuals there. They're really, I think, a lot better than what they showed. We'll, we'll see what happens as the weeks go on. We're looking at some games right now that are – hugely surprising to me, especially Atlanta and Dallas. Good gracious. I kind of like these late afternoon uh, kickoff times for the Chiefs so we can kind of get a feel for the way the league's going early on, watching the noon games while we get to sit in here and talk. <laughs> but to piggyback on what you said, and it was something we talked about last week, there were a couple teams that you could see across the league that preseason wouldn't have mattered. Chiefs are one. Ravens were another one. They look the guys that were able to retain the people from last year and just kind of just take that next step. You could see it across the league. You can see missteps against teams that are young that, you know, didn't that could have definitely benefited from four games. But uh, luckily for us, or at least the kingdom, the Chiefs didn't uh, get a, seem to be affected by that, at least in week one. It was a tale really of two teams because the Texans did look like a team that could use preseason football. They seemed to be just out of step. A lot of uh, passes low, a lot of cuts and breaks not going the right way. And uh, again, I was a little bit surprised that the Texans would give them a better game. Well, Deshaun Watson showed some rust as far as I'm concerned. He did not look smooth. And of course, our local guy, Dylan Cole, wasn't even in there. He's on the at least what for that game, anyway, on the injured list and was out. But when you have a circumstance where you have key injuries like that, your, your whole rhythm is going to be disrupted. The cohesiveness of the team is, is going to be displaced. And I think that's really what did happen to Houston. Again, I think they're a better team from what they showed. But I also think the Chiefs are a better team from what they showed. Possible. They were pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, especially <laughs> especially kind of on the def defensive side. And that was something else we talked about last week is the secondary, especially in the defensive side of the ball, is going to really have to catch up quickly because that's that's really where preseason shines. And uh, and that's part of what I think you're talking about, especially with the Chiefs, like the, the secondary. So 
It's uh, it's interesting. The other thing that's kind of disconcerting, at least to me, especially since I do play fantasy football, is the injuries so far across the league. Because kind of notice that it's it seems to be a lot of injuries this uh, early on in the season. And that is the one factor. Yeah. The one factor that the Chiefs have to worry about because it's a, a variable that you don't you can't predict. Don't know it's going to happen. And Kansas City is a deep team, but are they deep enough to have some key personnel out? Maybe it won't happen. God forbid that it does. But the fact of the matter remains, it is part of pro football and part of any sport for that mm-hmm. matter. And you do have to you have to guide your team and you have to develop them to where you do have individuals who can come in as at least able replacement, maybe not as duplicate replacement, but certainly as able ones. You're listening to Dad Talk on 104.7 The Cave. We are your local live sports broadcast show. And we have, uh, we'll take you up to 2 o'clock this afternoon when Art Haynes and Mitch Holtis will take over with the Chiefs pregame show and kick off for the game. I think it is, what, uh, 320. 320 will be kickoff as they take on the L.A. Chargers. I didn't say that wrong, Ned. I said it right. No, but I was going to dock you 10 bucks if you did. You're about ready. Now for a bonus question, what's the name of the new stadium everyone's just gushing over? So high. So high. It is gorgeous. Do I get 10 bucks for that? Don't be looking at me. <laughs> yeah, Joe, we are, I, I do want to tell you, we are going to have a special guest on the show, too, coming yeah. up in just a short time. And, uh, you know, this is, it's not often that we're able to, on this portion of the pregame show, have a former Chiefs all-time great with us, but we will today. Yeah, it's going to be a really good conversation. I cannot wait to tell him that when I played Tecmo Bowl on Nintendo, he was the kicker for the Chiefs. <laughs> and every time they kicked the uh, field goal or the extra point, it ran across the bottom, and I didn't want to give it away. I was trying to still cold, stay in the tees, but uh, I can't wait to say that. I'm going to fanboy on them for that one big time. Were you, either one of you, surprised at how much the Chiefs featured the run yesterday, last week? I'm I'm not not really just considering that I, I think had the history been a little bit different with certain personnel for the Kansas City Chiefs, had that person stayed with the team. You would have probably seen nameless yeah, with people now. I just don't really, I just don't really like to talk about uh, Kareem that much because this breaks my heart. But the the thing is, I, you know, Reed I think likes to run that type of game if he can run that type of game. And the last couple seasons, it's been by committee. Now towards the end of the season, um, we had uh, uh, Williams step up, and it was just unbelievable. It did a great job. Well, he's out this year, so um, if if he has it, I think seeing Reed able to have it and use it yeah i'm not surprised by it at all because he likes to play that type of type of football when he can interestingly enough about the chiefs they are not a gadget team there's there's really nothing surprising about what they run a little misdirection but heck that's part of the game that's not the that's not the key point the strong point is how they do it yeah they are so functional so precise in what they do and they're so quick mm-hmm. and that's what uh, the uh, former san diego chargers have to watch out for <laughs> were you surprised that they ran, ran the ball as much as they did no because i think mahomes felt like first of all i think he wanted to give edwards a a lot of action he didn't have any in the preseason there wasn't any good point so uh, let him get some work in there he's probably not going to see and i say that he likely won't see as much action today in, in this game coming up. Uh, again, it, it depends on how the game goes. But I think it was a test for him. 
Mahomes knew he didn't have to throw it. He did want to a little bit give a little variety to his receivers. You see, he you know he divided the game. He had Hill catching. He had Kelsey catching. He had Robinson catching some. So uh, there was a diversification to what he did. But I think it was by game plan that they were going to run more than pass. You? Will you think that? Yeah, like I said, I I I wasn't like. When Coach Reed can do it, they're going to do it. And and again, it it really is. I think early on they just test the waters and see how they're going to have to play that game. And like Ned said, they're so precise; it doesn't matter what they're doing. But the fact is, now the league, especially after League One, Week One, got to see. We yeah, we were a pass threat all day, but now we're a run threat. That's that's uh, going to be tough I, to stop. Yeah, that's something I thought too. Is the league sitting there with gasping, looking at this team and going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? And I know in the preseason, everybody talked about him being another passing option for Patrick yeah. Mahomes, but for him to run the ball as much as he did and as effectively as it was, 140 yards. Yeah, but uh, all right, guys, that's good. And he is, was at LSU a pass catching running back. He He can run as well. I really don't think he fits the scheme as a regular running back in every game. He's not big enough. He's what, five, seven? He's going to take some wallops in there before too much longer. We just saw Drew Locke knocked out of the Denver Broncos game by a solid hit. And he's a big guy. So you can imagine what Edwards Hilaire <clears throat> excuse me, will be facing. But uh, there are so many options on the team that they have now that it's going to – and you have to remember, too, that every team has different defensive – formations that they use and all different defensive players like next week when Kansas City faces uh, Baltimore that's an altogether different scheme so you'll look for different game plans in each and every contest I uh, was going to say or one of the things I wanted to mention about his performance Solaire's performance last week is how good it was and how much of a running threat that he was to the added dimension to the Chiefs this season and then you capped it off really nicely by saying you don't you think that's going to change week to week. It will. I don't think it's a regular part of their game plan because every team is different. But he is in there. They can't afford to lose this guy. You don't have Damian Williams to go back on. And I'm not sure that the other running backs fit that scheme. You're looking for a power running back. Of course, they have Anthony Sherman. And what's he do? Run the ball once a year for a touchdown late in the season? Hey, he gets it when it counts. (laughs) That man is a treasure, and he gets it when it counts, and that's all that matters. He's there for a reason. Absolutely. The reason is protect that QB, and you better doggone well do that. But he'll get get his day of glory every so often. But in Edwards Hilaire's case, good player, solid player, but you don't want to overuse him. And, and no. you guys have been around long enough to know that a pro football running back's lifespan, I don't mean that quite literally, but for effectiveness, is limited. Yeah, it's its changed a lot. There's not many guys like, uh, you know, like Walter Payton around anymore that, that go and go and go. And different then, game. And yeah, completely different game. Completely different game. Yeah. But I was going to say, if there's one coach that can figure out a way to protect him and use him effectively, it's Andy Reid because he's had several small running backs over his career. He seems to like those guys. He, was, he does. He was an Eagles coach when uh, Darren Sproles was in there, and, of course, the Eagles had Darren Sproles after that too, and he's not very big. But he was not a primary running back, and uh, Edward Solaire was in last week's game. That is not going to be, in my opinion, a regular part of their offense. Let's uh, go to one of our features that we have, and it is 
a new feature that we've added to the show, and it's Who's Hot, and we'll check in with Mike the Intern on that. Who's Hot in the NFL? Brought to you by All Services Air Service on Ned Talk 104.7 The Cave. I mean, it's it's my guy, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. First week, I'm going to be biased. I mean, he, uh, despite what Ned thinks is going to go future and him not being the primer, uh, not going to run at that game plan game week to week, which I kind of agree with and I can see it. But the the ability to be able to rely on him and do that in week one, huge. And we got to give him props. 138 yards, averages five and a half, one TD. Give it up to my boy. I'm sure glad you kept it at football when he said, who's hot right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously it was Ned. Yeah, Ned. <laughs> obviously, obviously, obviously on fire. Ned. Obviously it's Ned. Ned is flaming. Obviously, every, I, 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 don't, I think everyone already agreed on that before I even opened my yeah. mouth. Well, obviously no no sense of bringing up the obvious obviously it's there. Ned. <laughs> is there anybody else in the NFL you, you wanted to point out? Anybody that you saw in week one yeah, you thought, both wow. Both you guys are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, elsewhere, yeah, I'll tell you, the uh, kid who quarterbacks for the Los Angeles Rams had a very good game in his opener. That's Goff. <clears throat> Excuse me again. Uh, Goff uh, has a lot of capabilities. He has his team in front of the Philadelphia Eagles today, 20 to nothing in the first period. So uh, I like him, Jared Goff. He has uh, a lot of ability, and who knows? The Rams may be a sleeper. Anybody else? I know, Mike, you're a fantasy guy. Is there anybody else you've seen? That, I mean, uh, um, I tell you what, uh, I was talking to Ned before we started. Um, Allen um, for Buffalo, he's having he's having a pretty strong year as far as uh, QB. He's got a lot of weapons. That's going to be a definite uh, interesting matchup for the Chiefs up here in a couple weeks mm-hmm. uh, when they mm-hmm. face off with the Bills. So I've been watching him closely, too, and he's on. Um, the other thing that, and we can get into this when we do our fantasy later on down the line, but uh, losing, if Barkley went down, too, just like I was talking about injuries, uh, there's been a lot of significant players going down in these first uh, couple weeks, and it, hopefully Barkley's okay. But I think the last thing I heard, they went in for X-rays on him. So it's just been an interesting, interesting season so far. Also, I want to give it up to uh, Higby, the uh, tight end for uh, LA. He's had pretty good, strong start, just like he ended the season last season too. Oh so, well, yeah, no, yeah. There's a yeah. lot of a lot of players there to talk about it. Like you said, it's been an interesting beginning to the season. I'm really thrilled that we're talking about sports and we're talking about football. (laughs) We have a special guest coming up in a few minutes, so hang out for that. It's Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Yes, we are doing Ned Talk, getting set for kickoff coming up this afternoon as the Chiefs take on the Chargers. I cannot wait. I I, I didn't get much of a chance to look at the new stadiums last week. Did you? Uh, yeah, one of you guys? gorgeous. Gorgeous. It is, without question, oh, it is an utter palace. Now, there were no fans in there for the uh, Dallas Cowboys game with the Rams, none, but they did take some perimeter shots and uh, I'll tell you, think of Kroenke whatever you want because you know, he bailed out on Missouri. But the man's design is breathtaking. Very it, futuristic. It could be in a, a, an episode of Westworld or something, the way it looks like out there in 
Well, big time California. The did the Raiders and all that sort of thing. Did the Raiders play at home last week or they no, play in the no, road? No, they play Monday night. Yeah, tomorrow night. Monday night. Yep. It'd be interesting yep. to see because I've seen some exterior shots of that stadium. I saw it, that going through there last summer, driving and through it, Vegas. It is a beautiful yep. stadium too. So uh be interesting to see uh how everybody wraps up on this, which one is wins the battle of the <laughs> of the brand new stadiums. I know what Mike thinks already. So That's I so fine all day. I think it's gorgeous. So yeah. yeah. I mean in it, it <laughs> hatred towards the Raiders is definitely slightly more towards than the Chargers. I have some uh, <laughs> friends here in town who are uh, Chiefs season ticket holders and purchased tickets for the Chiefs Raiders game in Las Vegas, and now they're not going to be able to yeah, well, do it. Uh, yeah. Makes them sick. Well, uh, Mike alluded to just a little while back that we uh, he's a big fantasy guy, so he's going to do our fantasy picks this week. Fantasy picks of the week. Brought to you by Fazoli's on Ned Talk, 104.7 The Cave. As I mentioned earlier, it's kind of cool doing this uh, as the late afternoon game because we've already seen what's going on as far as fantasy scores. But uh, So your picks are definitely have to be locked in by now. But um, top QB, uh, Lamar Jackson, second, uh, Mahomes, which, eh, okay, we'll see. Um, as far as running backs, uh, Derrick Henry in the number one spot, McCaffrey number two, Zeke number three, and Barkley was number four. And like I mentioned, he went down. So if you started him, just like I did, uh, you're sitting about <laughs> two and depending on your league, two, two point something and uh, hoping, hoping and praying he comes back out. Um, as I mentioned, uh, as far as the tight end uh, game goes, uh, Higby, man, he's he had a strong finish last year and already he's had a strong season. Um, I, I'm got lucky and was able to pick him up in the draft. So I was really benefited from there. Um, uh, as far as running backs go, like I mentioned, uh, McCaffrey um, and Barkley are up at the top, but uh, Clyde Edwards came in at number seven. So not bad there. Um, and finally, as I want as to close out on this, I read an article this morning when I was setting my picks that said, you know what? zero and two, isn't that bad. Your season's not over. If you're, if you have an zero and two start, so don't freak out. And last week I lost by 0.05. And this week's not looking so good either. So, Ned, let's talk about the Chargers and what do you think we're Chiefs are going to see today from that team? I'll tell you what their game plan is going to be, and it really isn't any secret. Anthony Lynn has already kind of hinted about this. Talent-wise, personnel-wise, the Chargers do not match up with Kansas City, and I really don't think any other teams other than maybe Baltimore do in the NFL. But again, it's so different uh, we're talking about professional football players. The Chargers will slow the game up. This is a different Chargers team from what Kansas City's seen in the past. There is no Phillip Rivers back there. It'll be Tyron Taylor, and he will, in fact, slow the game up himself, even though he's a scrambling quarterback. He only, what, he threw 30 times last week against the Cincinnati Bengals and completed 16 of them. Very poor percentage. But... He does have a team that can run the ball and can slow things up. Furthermore, if the Chargers do have a particularly strong aspect about them, it is their defense. Uh, their defensive backfield is very good. Can they put pressure on uh, Mahomes and company? Well, if they do, then they may be, may be shooting themselves in the foot because once that Kansas City speed gets through any kind of pass rush at all or pressure, watch out. They're on their way. So, again, Anthony Lynn is going to want his team to slow it up, keep the offense off the field, and do what you can 
the one thing that cha- – ooh, I almost said it, ooh, didn't ooh, I? I almost ooh, had to fetch out. It's getting all the money <laughs> earned, paying it right back. <laughs> the Los Angeles can't do – they cannot get behind in this game. They, if, if they do, the game's over, especially as far as back. If they're like 20 to nothing down, hey, kiss a goodbye like the Houston Texans were last week. You can't give Kansas City a lead because they're going to extend it and, and make it a very long afternoon. Mike, people talk about football all the time that you got to go out there and play a 60-minute game. That's a cliche. The Chiefs proved last year that it's not a true cliche. <laughs> not only did they do, if you watch them throughout the season, I, a lot of times we would do a Ned talk and they would look, maybe not look terrible, but they wouldn't look like themselves in the first quarter. In the second quarter, they would come out and obliterate a team. And it just took a quarter. Then in the Super Bowl, what was it? Six minutes? Seven minutes. Six or seven minutes where they just, that game, to me, I sat there and I was so depressed watching that game. <laughs> And I thought, well, you know, maybe next year. And then seven minutes, they time. ran them off the field. But I, I wanted to say this really quickly. Do you think any team can plan for the Chiefs? I mean, you okay, so before that, you're, 60, you're playing 60 minutes. That's games playing 60 minutes. Yes, that's true. I think that's meant don't leave anything out on the field. And it doesn't matter if the Chiefs do it in 60 minutes or seven minutes or 20 minutes. They're doing it. They'll cram all 60 minutes into that window. And that's just the way it's going to be. As long as they can do that, I don't know. I don't know if you can. Even though these are professional athletes, I think the NFL was a victim, so to speak, of hype. There was so much media hype about what Kansas City could do as an explosive team. I think it preyed into the psyche of some of these players. It certainly did with the 49ers because in that one stretch in the fourth period, they were not the 49ers of the previous three quarters in that game. I think once they saw what could happen, and here's Mahomes hitting a quick touchdown and then getting the ball right back, of it, oh, my Lord, it's going to happen to us, and it did. They let it happen to them. Again, that is the product of... Of, uh, of an impact from the media and from what the teams have done in the I, past. That uh, bup, bup, Don't interrupt. Uh, <laughs> old man hates to be interrupted. Uh, <laughs> that's because I'm talking wisdom here to you, young yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I got to get my pen and paper. I'm sorry. I wasn't taking notes. I messed up. Oh, I messed up. Sorry. Don't, write all don't this misunderstand. <laughs> I am not, not degrading what they do. Uh, the Chiefs are a very explosive football team and capable of scoring at any time. There's, there's validity in what he's saying, and I get it. And I, even as rabid of a fan as I am, I, I understand his point of view. I mean, obviously, I'm never going to admit that openly to anyone <laughs> at any time. But I see his point, and he he's right because it's kind of it's kind of like at the end of the Karate Kid. How does a crane? How does a crane drop this kid? There's no way. But the hype of what was happening in that moment, he wasn't able to get above the hype and do what he had to do. And the 49ers just uh, it, he's right. They they just collapsed. I you know I'm completely on the other side of this from you guys because I going into that Super Bowl I don't think the Chiefs were hyped as much as you know having watched them all year long I I watched the greatest show on turf they could not hold a candle to the Kansas City Chiefs I mean the way the Chiefs 
score almost different, at, different game though. Almo, I think almost I think, almost at will. Different different time period. Even even though it was only what twenty years ago, it's still I think a different. It was a different game in the early two thousand. It was, and uh, hey Joe, that doggone team from St. Louis they was were pretty man. fast. But, but, they were but pretty to fast, compare, yeah. but that's a but that's a great comparison too in the style of the game, the way the game is played now. The Chiefs are a really good comparison. To I that. would like to get the uh, opinion of our special guest. I would really like to get yeah. his opinion on that. We'll talk too. about that in a few minutes with him. First of all, though, let's get our injury report. The injury report brought to you by Morrison Webster and Carlton on Ned Talk 104.7 The Cave. Injury report, and as far as the Chiefs are concerned, Javarius Ward will be out. He has a broken hand. He won't play, and Okafor is going to miss this one. But otherwise, the Chiefs are in pretty doggone good shape. As far as the Chargers concerned, the big uh, pouncy kid, their big center, that leaves a huge void in the Los Angeles offensive line because he's, he is a stabilizing force. Joey Bosa, I do expect will play, has a triceps injury, but should be able to get back into the contest and, and play effectively. And one of the big running backs for the, for the Chargers ha- is out. Uh, they're not at the same strength that Kansas City is, but they're still in pretty good stead, and they are coming off a win, although it was a bit of a lucky win for them, 16-13 to 13 over the Cincinnati Bengals, in which the game-tying field goal, did you see that? Oh, yeah. The kicker had a cramp in his leg, and he blew it. But, hey, <laughs> there are so many so many amounts of good fortune that you can have during a season that anything can happen. Still, I think the Chargers are probably physically pretty pretty good shape. The, I agree with you on the Bosa thing. I think he's in. I think he just uh, – because he had a full practice on Friday, but them not having Justin Jackson definitely is not going to be easy. That does hurt. So, uh, it'll be interesting. I mean – uh, tricep injury on Bosa. I think that's going to hurt his game as far as uh, pressure on Bones. No, no. What's going to hurt his game is uh, the Chiefs offensive line <laughs> keeping him out of there is what it, that's going to hurt him. I can't wait to see it. Cannot wait to see it. we got a special guest coming up in a little bit, so hang out for that. 104.7 The Cave, an hour before every pregame show for our own Chiefs pregame show. Hey, gang, Ned Reynolds. Join me for Ned Talk, our local Kansas City Chiefs pregame show before every Chiefs game. The B-team and I will talk about our Chiefs player of the week and why he's the one to help the kingdom in the next game. Brought to you by Mid-Missouri Bank, member FDIC. Going your home for the Kansas City Chiefs, 104.7 The Cave. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Yes, Ned Talk. A proud member we're... of the Kansas City Chiefs I, radio network. He did network. all day. He you paused got... that too long. <laughs> I, I paused that too long. Yeah, we're a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. I am Joe Weston in the studio with Mike the Intern and our radio roused about Ned Reynolds as we talk sports. And we're lucky today. We don't often get a guest because we have a bad reputation, but uh, we have one today, a Chiefs legend. Ned, I'll let you introduce him. Thank you, Joe, and uh, absolutely right, a Chiefs legend, and the still, even after all these years, he's going to kill me for this, too, after all these years, still the Chiefs' all-time leading career scorer with 1,466 points and a nominee for the Canton, Ohio Hall of Fame next year, and we certainly hope he gets it. Great pleasure to welcome to... Our show, Nick Lowry, Nick the Kick, who is coming to the area and will be here in probably, let's see, what is it, 25 to 2, probably about an hour is when he'll be here. Nick, thank you very much for being with us today. 
Hey, Ned, you are a legend, brother, and that voice, the voice of God, I just love hearing it. <laughs> These guys will argue that with you. No way. I, you're going to get no argument from us, no, uh, Nick, I'll, at I'll all. argue with you. Yeah. Before, we, before we talk football, and I know, Nick, you really are high on the Chiefs. Of course, everybody is. But uh, talk a little bit about why you're going to be here, specifically in Republic, Missouri. Well, I was called by my buddy, Dr. Peter Young, uh, about three and a half months ago, saying that Officer Mark Preby, a wonderful man, a police officer in Springfield, had been almost killed uh, by a, a, a crazy, I'll just leave it at that. And uh, I just thought, you know, with all that's going on in the world, we've got to support the good police in this world. we just got to go out of our way for the people that put their lives on the line. And Officer Preby um, has been in rehab for two months in Colorado. We did a fundraiser about two and a half months ago. In, in Missouri, in, uh, in Mount Vernon, and we're going to do one today, and I get to meet Mark, who just came back uh, and was surrounded by a, a wonderful, very moving police escort when he uh, landed back on Thursday last week from his time in Colorado. So we'll be at Big Whiskey's, uh, which I love the name, and <laughs> sports bar in Republic, Missouri, and um, we're going to raise some money. We're going to give away, we're going to have a raffle for at least four or five NFL footballs and a bunch of really nice Hall of Fame posters and raise some money and, and also just raise the morale of a family where Officer Preby's wife um, also has cancer. So, you know, it's a oh. beautiful story, though, of the resilience of the human spirit. And the Officer Preby had been leading Missouri Special Olympics. He took a whole group to Dubai a year ago. His son, Connor, you know, with all he's gone through, he was player of the game uh, at Republic's junior high varsity game last week so i'm just honored to be able to support this great man and his family we think it is absolutely great nick that you are coming here for this event itself now when we say coming here folks we're talking to you live and nick is on the road now he's probably about i'm going to guess about an hour out of republic maybe a little bit less but once you get there once you get to big whiskeys on old town road do we assume correctly that that's when the events will all start yeah, that's that's where the event will start, and obviously we're going to watch the Chiefs game. I'm going with 31-25 or 31-24 Chiefs over the Chargers today in the Chargers Billion Dollar Stadium. It won't matter because we've got Patrick <laughs> Mahomes and Tree Kill and Travis Kelsey, and we got ourselves a running back, don't we? Yeah, you're giving the Chargers 24 points. Are you kidding me? Come we, on, we, man. We aren't. We aren't. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, we've been uh, <laughs> we've been dissecting the game here, and uh, I, I think from a talent standpoint, at least in our opinion here, the Chargers don't even match up. But would you agree with a new quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, in there and a whole different scheme that Anthony Lynn has put in there that the Chargers will probably try to slow the game as much as they can? Absolutely, and then throw in the fact that for the first time in NFL history, no team had a preseason training camp. That's what was so impressive, by the way, about the Chiefs last week is almost no penalties, almost no turnovers. Uh, that's a sign of a well-coached team. Uh, and when you're putting in a new system, which the Chargers are, it, it's probably a good choice. I will say we had a new system in defense, and it took us 10 weeks last week, and then the Chiefs last year, and then the Chiefs led the NFL in scoring defense at the end of the season. So um, that's what's, I think, going to be different this year is our defense is still, you know, just getting its legs, and I think it's going to continue to play well. It's not even better than last year. 
Nick, my uh, my boss here, uh, Mike Holmes, uh, goes by the name Mike the Intern, and he is a Chiefs uh, season ticket holder and has been, and he is also. I want you to hit Nick with that. By, with the, about Tecmo Bowl? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So um, I'm I'm about almost forty, so I'm in that that sweet spot of the analog and digital generation. So I played a lot of Tecmo Bowl when I was growing up. It is a sweet spot. You know why it's a sweet spot is because I got I got the vinyl. I got the the early eighties where you could almost kill yourself in amusement park stuff. And then I got the cool technological stuff at the same time. It was it's been a nice mix. I'm not gonna argue with that. That's besides the point. Tecmo Bowl. Do you, I'm, I'm, assur- I'm assuming you're aware of that, correct? You know, the Nintendo football game? My friend, I have gotten letters from people saying I'm the all-time Technobowl tech- NFL kicker. Dude, I'm saying, telling you. It, you it, kicked it, an 80-yard field goal. Dude, I'm not. 80-yard field goal not, for me in Technobowl. I'm like, listen, I'm good, but I'm not that good. Dude, <laughs> uh, it, there's no lie. It, it's like you are the OP kicker in that game, and it's it's kind of whenever you pick up uh, Bo Jackson, you can't you can't tackle him. There's nothing you can do. You just get him, give him the ball and run across the game, and you win. Without, you can just, it's it's unreal. Unreal, but I just want to say thank you. Uh, it's it's been since I was a little kid seeing your name pop up on the when the in your the little football guy goes across the screen and uh, Nick Lowry when the crowd's go <laughs> and it's like the eight bit sound. Oh, so great! You, I'm I'm gonna I hope you have a Nintendo and sometimes you just fire it up and just kick field goals every now and then. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's just such a release. And listen, two of the great highlights, three of the great highlights of my life, the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. the Techno Bowl <laughs> Hall of Fame all-time kicker, and a couple years ago, the Yahoo Sports all-time NFL mustache team. I mean, oh, no oh that is, that's a no list. That is, that is a list. I did not know about that. Is we're going to we're gonna have to do a little bit of investigation on that whole list and all the photos that come along with it. That so, is, that is super. <laughs> now, hey. I, I know you don't like to brag about yourself, but tell the uh, tell the audience and us here a little bit about the uh, the possibility of what might happen next year. Well, you know it's very tough to make it in the in the Hall of Fame as a kicker, but you know it's it's been a little bit harder maybe uh, just because I had the honor and uh, was able to seize the opportunity to win the job by beating out Jan Stenerud, who uh, everybody knows was the first kicker in the Hall of Fame. So I think. Maybe that's made it even harder because, you know, if I'd been on another team, it would have stood out maybe a little bit more because it just was just part of the tradition. And everybody thinks that I followed Jan, but I had to go head-to-head. And the person that was charting me, he was 16 years old back then, was none other than Chief's excellent owner, Clark Hunt, the son of Lamar Hunt. And he's the one that told his father that I would beat out Jan Stenerud. So uh, we'll see what happens. I know that uh, Lee Steinberg, who's Patrick Mahomes' Agent was my agent. I know he's very much believing that I should be in there. And um, I'll tell you what, what I found out, I've had a number of sports analytics clubs um, advocate for me and do a lot of research that said I I scored one and a half points more on average than anybody else. Uh, But the coolest thing is the St. Albans Club, my old high school data analytics club, found that not only was I the most accurate kicker in NFL history when I played, but I was more accurate than ever in the worst conditions. That is under 40 degrees and over 10 miles an hour of wind, which I didn't know. And I'm very proud of that. And I'm very proud that that last five years with the Chiefs, with Marty Schottenheimer, we were in the playoffs every year, and I got to kick 38 of 40 field goals in the fourth quarter. So, you know, playing for a great coach and a great team and filling up Arrowhead Stadium as it was and and will return to be, those are the greatest memories I'll ever have. 
Nick, let me ask you a question really quick about the Hall of Fame. And do you think that kickers are really underrated and underappreciated as far as the Hall goes? Now, I grew up in a period, a little bit older than Mike, I grew up in a period where Ray Guy was a game changer, but is still not in the Hall of Fame. What's your opinion about that? Well, he's in the Hall of Fame now, guys. Oh, did he um, make it? it? I'm sorry. It took a long time. You didn't know he was in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame, but it took a long time. Um, it, it just it is harder for kickers. But, you know, back when in the 50s and 60s, Lou Groza was kicking 50%, and um, George Blanda was kicking at 55 60%. Um, by the way, Stenerud was 58%. In his career in Arrowhead Stadium, I was 85%. So what what has really happened is starting in the 80s, I was able to take it from an average of about 67% or 65% up to 80%, and uh, and it just continues to get better. The rules now have changed where the you weren't kicking a new football, which was like kicking you know a new baseball mitt, much tougher. It didn't have a lot of ply in it, and now those balls are broken in. So if you look back about 12 years ago. Ten years ago, those balls were uh, broken in, so uh, everybody started punting and kicking about five yards farther. So uh, the kickers today absolutely are as great as they've ever been. Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker I've ever seen for the Ravens, but Harrison Butker is a close second or third. He's he's amazing. So kickers are great today, but uh, they're still not appreciated because uh, if you look at the stats, uh, the amount of games that are won by kickers is pretty significant, and teams that don't have a good kicker suffer the consequences. Neither of you guys uh, in your travels, you, Joe, or you, Mike, ever been to New Hampshire? No. When I was really little, so I don't remember. It doesn't count. That's the reason that Nick Lowry is such a great cold weather. It it never warms up in Hanover, New Hampshire. Never. And (laughs) Nick's a Dartmouth Dartmouth College product. One of the very few pro athletes ever to come out of Dartmouth, too. That says something. Where are you now uh, at the moment, Nick? Where am I now? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I, let's see now, 1.9 miles from my next turn. So I'm about 30 minutes away from Republic, Missouri and Big Whiskey's. There's the key right there, about a half an hour away. And, folks, you, you all have the chance to meet and visit with Nick. You, you, uh, you will talk to the folks, won't you? <laughs> He's definitely going to have someone coming up to about, him about Tecmo Bowl. being a player is, is you've got great fans and you celebrate lots of things but especially now it this is such a beautiful team i feel just like a huge fan i mean i love patrick mahomes i've gotten to know his mom and dad uh i've gotten to know lee steinberg again in a different way and most importantly the organization the chiefs organization uh the team itself the character of the team the coach of course andy reed is such a big teddy bear but he's also an incredible strategist and I think now that he's won a Super Bowl, he's got that monkey off his back, I think he'll be an even better coach now. So uh, as, as Patrick Mahomes said to me when he gave me uh, the Steinberg Dina Kohler Award before the Super Bowl, whoops, there you go, guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was backstage with me, and I said, let's win a Super Bowl. Now, this was you know, a year and a half ago, and he said, let's win, let's spin a bunch. And that's his mentality. So I, I'm very, very excited 
about this team, and, and I think it stands a very good chance of being the first team since the Patriots 2003-2004 to win uh, back-to-back Super Bowls. We are very excited to have Nick Lowry in our midst, and he will be, folks, in probably a little less than half an hour. It'll be at Big Whiskey's on Old Town Road in Republic, and this is a benefit for Mark Preby, the very courageous Springfield police officer who will be there, and Nick, you'll have a chance to meet him. A great guy, tough guy, and indeed it should be just a fabulous afternoon. Then everybody sits back and watches the Chiefs and the Chargers. I think it'll be absolutely super. We very much, hey Nick, please keep in touch. We love having you on. You've done a great job with us, and very much appreciate your being down here. Well, Mike Holmes, is your middle name Ma, um, M-A? You know, I don't think I don't think you're. I think that's the first time someone's ever said that to me. You know what? I think that's the first time that someone's ever said. That. But yeah, yes, what Ned said. Anytime you want to uh, come in, especially uh, especially if you get through next year, we'd love to have another conversation with you about that, sir. Let's do it, guys. Yeah, re- love it. Real quick, settle the Thank debate. Thank you, Ned. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate Drive it, safe, guys. sir. Hey, hey, hold, yeah, re- hold on, just split re- second. Real quick, I want you to answer answer a question. Solve a debate for us. This Kansas City Chiefs team or the greatest show on turf? Who's better? I think this team will prove itself uh, to be a better team. I think that the combination of our defense now with this offense and with this running back, who if he stays healthy, this team stays healthy without question, this team will go down as a better overall team. I think, first of all, they're going to win two consecutive Super Bowls, I think, which will prove that point. So. All right. We'll see, I agree, we're, but we're, I'm uh, biased. We're going to get some debate from Grant Wisterham, I think. I have a feeling, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, Nick, a million thanks, man, but I appreciate it. Thanks for being with us. Same and here, guys. Safe travels, right here, okay? Thank you. Hope to see you guys there. We are Ned Talk, and we are broadcasting live, getting close to game time. It starts, well, the preseason, the pregame starts in about 11 minutes. So hang out with us as we broadcast live from the Cave Studio. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. This season. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Got it. Yeah, Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. Joe West and Mike, the intern, Ned Brittles. Cowboys getting slaughtered right now. L.A. Rams beating Philadelphia. Hey, they at least they got started though. It didn't look didn't look too good for the old Eagles there for a second, but they're they've got back. they're coming. They're getting it. They're, they're getting it moving. Twenty-one to sixteen is the score in the third period. Now Los Angeles has the lead, but that's certainly a catchable margin right there. So a lot of NFL action going on early. Of course, we've got the uh, later game. What's the game tonight, Ned? It is the the, uh, the Monday night game. The or Sunday, the Sunday night, night game. I must admit, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Sunday night game. The one tomorrow night, I do know. It's it Raiders, yeah. Raiders game, yeah. Uh, we got uh, Seattle, uh, New England oh, tonight. That's right, yep. Seattle, New England. Yep. All right, yep. that should be a good one. Let's check in with Ned and find out about our player of the week. This is going to surprise you guys and get some debate. You heard Nick predict the final score. He said 34-25, and I, I cannot see the Chargers scoring that much because I think Kansas City's defense, which has really come to the fore and has shown so much aggressiveness, I think that's going to make a big difference, and I think they're going to hold the Chargers down. Therefore, I'm going to give my players of the game 
Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Let's I think go. they're going to create all sorts of problems with the backfield, and I'll give them, I'll give the defensive players the nod this week. Who are you looking for to have a big day today, um, Mike? Yeah, I'd like, I definitely like to see uh, the D um, step up big time. I don't think it'll be, it'll be a nice another. Uh, Another game where, not to say that Houston doesn't have a very strong offense, but I, I liked at least a week one, week two, going out with, without any preseason, knowing that the D would be able to kind of slowly go on into a, uh, a situation like we don't have to face Baltimore until week three. So give them two games to make sure everything's good, and hopefully that'll work uh, with this team. So, yeah, I, not to be unoriginal, but I like I like Ned's. That's pick, so I think I wanna, I'm going to go with it. I want to mention really quickly, too, Ned's Player of the Week is brought to you by Mid-Missouri Bank. Good. There, there you Excellent. go. Good, there you go. Good, so good. There. <laughs> Ned's mid, always surprised when we're sponsored. Mid-Missouri <laughs> Bank is very proud to have uh, Frank Clark and uh, Chris Jones in there as the Players of the Week. <laughs> exactly. As, I know it's really early, and I mean uh, – Sometimes when we have preseason football, we have things to talk about, but we're, we've just had one game. Anything surprise you guys yet that you've seen so far in the season? Yes, the Dallas Cowboys. They have not played the way the preseason hype had them. They get beaten by the Rams out in Los Angeles in a close game. Now they're getting run out of their own home ballpark by the Atlanta Falcons, who are not expected to be any kind of a challenge at all. Again, guys, it points out it is pro football. These are professional athletes. They all have a lot of pride, a lot of physical skills. Most of these guys, not most of them, they all were uh, outstanding players in college and a lot of them mature a little bit more quickly than others. But the fact of the matter remains that they're, the uh, parity level in the National Football League is such that it's really difficult to pick out one outstanding team. But Dallas, they have faltered at the very start, and Mr. Jones won't like that one tiny little bit. No, especially since they spent all that money. They <laughs> spent the money on a head coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I, I think it's been interesting. I, I never really believed the hype because, I mean, if you'd have believed the hype for the AFC West for the last several seasons, uh, you'd have been wrong. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's early. We've never been here without a preseason before. It's never happened. You're going to have teams that are young, that are inexperienced, that are going to still be fumbling around into week four. And that's just the way it is. And it's obvious because you saw the teams that were still together are still together. And I'm just thanking my lucky stars. The Chiefs were one of those teams. Well, Chiefs have a challenge in front of them, an early season challenge because they take on an AFC West opponent. We're going to have a kickoff for you of that game coming up right around 220, Art Hange and Mitch Holtis. I, I kind of slammed their names together together there and made it one name, but Art Haynes and Mitch Holtis coming up next with the pregame show. New pregame show sounded really good last week. They I don't did. know if you guys got a chance to listen to it. Yep. Ned, you've obviously picked the uh, Chiefs. Mike, I know you picked yeah, the Chiefs. I'll did. pick the Chiefs too and round it out. Thanks, Ned, for being with me as always. Always a pleasure. Mike, thanks for sitting in today. Big uh, thank you to Nick Lowry for the time. It was awesome to talk to him about Tecmo Bowl. I never thought I'd have this chance. I know. <laughs> Amazing that you get a chance to talk to Nick Lowry. That's so cool. Other guys will be back in the studio with, with us next week. Stay tuned as we get set to start your broadcast day with the Kansas City Chiefs on the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. It's 104.7 The Cave.